Hello, hello, and welcome to Let's Bloom Podcast with Josie. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome. I'm so thankful that each and every one of you here today are listening and taking some time to spend with the Lord and learn together about what Jesus calls us to be as a believer in Christ. Today, we're going to be reading through Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the 10 virgins. And this parable really spoke to me because of what's been happening in the world right now. I don't know if you guys watch the news or if it pops up on your TikTok or if someone tells you about it, but there are so many deceptions going on right now and just lots of um, turmoil and bad things honestly happening around us. And it's our job as believers to make sure we're carrying out what Jesus called us to do on this earth. We need to make sure that we are reaching the lost and we're being prepared and strengthening our relationship with the Lord because the time is now. Jesus can come back at any time. So I just want to quickly say a quick prayer before we get into the reading. Lord God, I thank you so much for this platform that you have built, God. This platform is fully for you, and it is ran by you, God. And I thank you right now for this episode, and I thank you for the anointing that you're going to be flowing through this time together, God. I pray that you use the scripture and you use me as a vessel to just reach people. And I hope that it really hits their hearts strong, that they can see what Jesus has done. And what the Bible says is true, God, and I know that what's true then is also true now, God. So I just pray that you'd be with us and help us to be prepared in the name of Jesus. God, we love you and we thank you for all you have done. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 1. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the, gra- the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, your lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may, be not- there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Whew. So... Right from the beginning of this parable, we can see that the virgins are members of the church or Christians, just like you and I, and the bridegroom represents Jesus. This whole parable is talking about a wedding, and throughout the Bible, there are multiple scripture references and just explanations on what the wedding represents and the this wedding represents the coming of Jesus back to earth this second coming so we can see from Matthew chapter 22 verse 2 it says the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son so that's just one example of 
the representation or I guess the connection between a wedding and the coming of Christ. Now I want to skip down and it says in verse 2, five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. So right here we can see that the wise women brought extra oil and this extra oil is showing the grace from their solid relationship with the Lord. They have received the truth and they were not deceived. Okay, so make sure you keep that in the back of your mind as we go through this story. The wise women, they brought their extra grace. They had that special connection with the Lord. Okay, they knew the truth and they are not being deceived by what's happening around them. And I feel like today... There are so many deceptions out there, okay? Like I kind of talked about earlier, we have the news that's talking about all these things the government's doing and there's a lot of things that are happening in the world. Um, I also wanted to touch on the Grammys and just how a lot of these popular artists are wanting people to worship them and we shouldn't be worshiping them, we should be worshiping God. And from my personal views... I don't think it's a coincidence that there are so many artists dressing up as the devil and people worshiping him, which they're showing representation of the devil. So that's just one thing. And then also something I want to touch on was the Super Bowl halftime show. I can't remember the artist. Oh, it was Rihanna that she sang. Something that I saw, okay, this has happened for years she was singing. They did not put this on TV. I saw this video on TikTok. I saw it multiple times from different people who were actually there at the Super Bowl. There was no need for this. She put up the Illuminati symbol and it just, the comments of that TikTok were going crazy. Like people are starting to see the deceptions and be like, that's not really right. Like, why are you doing that? They're starting to ask questions and that asking questions is a good thing. But anyway, those are just some of the examples of what's happening around us and those deceptions that the enemy is placing around us. And we have to make sure we're not um, getting deceived or backsliding. We need to make sure we're staying prepared. I'm going to skip to verse 5. It says, The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. So again, the bridegroom is a long time in coming. If you remember what I said earlier, the bridegroom is the representation of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus Christ. So he was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. So essentially, they gave up their faith too soon because they were um, expecting the arrival of Christ to be sooner than they thought. And just think about that right now. We need to make sure that we're not getting sleepy and drained. We need to make sure we're on fire. We need to make sure we're still putting in all the effort to stay in the relationship, stay in the presence of God and continue to grow and um, just keep that fire in us. We don't want to fall away like the foolish virgins have in this parable. Um, we want to make sure we're ready. When Jesus comes back, we need to make sure we're keeping our faith. And verse 8, it says, The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Your lamps are, Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go for yourselves. Wait. 
Go to those who sell oils and buy some for yourselves. So these wise women could not share their oil. And remember, this oil is representing grace from God and that real, that special relationship that they have. So the wise could not share with the foolish because that oil is representing the spiritual preparedness. And that can't be shared. Only what you have with the Lord is between you and God. Only you can build that relationship with God. No one can do it for you. In John 6, it says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up on the last day. What you and the Lord have cannot be passed to anyone else. That person has to make sure they're putting in the effort. We have to make sure we're showing God that we really are putting him above everything else. We have to make sure we're showing him that we're surrendering it all to him. Just think of tithing, for example. Tithing is giving 10% to the church. It's right, you know, it's, showing God, you're like, God, I'm not going to have this money forever. This is something of the earth. And I'm just showing you that money isn't everything, right? This money, I'm giving this to you. I'm showing you that I believe that you're going to increase me a hundredfold. And I don't have to overwhelm or stress about it because I believe and have faith that you're going to do something great with it. Okay. We have to, you're putting in that effort and showing God that money isn't important and that you are believing for more and he's going to answer. So that special intimacy that you have with the Lord is super, super special. As much as we want our friends and family members, maybe our coworkers or just people we come in contact, as long, well, not as long, (laughs) we uh, want them to come to Christ. We want them to know Jesus the same way that we do. But we have to remember that we're not Jesus. We can't act like Jesus to get them to church, to Christianity, to believe and see what we do. Like they have to work on that themselves. And God, God is the only one that can truly touch them and get them and open their eyes and reveal that or lift the veil from their eyes. Something that we can do for these people, the lost, our family members that are non-believers, whatever the case may be is we can pray for them. We can keep our faith and our trust in God and know that he's going to hear our prayers and he's going to answer them. He's going to touch those people. But we have to make sure we are putting in the work for them. Psalms 102, 17 says, He will respond to the prayer of the destitute. He will not despair, despise their plea. And I also want to look up the biblical definition of faith, which was found in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And one main way that we can really express our faith is by saying it out loud. When things aren't looking good and you're talking to God, if you're saying that out loud, you're just putting that out there and the devil can't do anything about that, right? We need to make sure we're getting angry at the devil for what he's doing. Like the other day when I was preparing this message, I was getting angry at the devil. I'm physically speaking out in my living room. I'm like, God, like I am so angry at the devil. And I was just getting off and on. And I was like, devil, you think that you're going to take me down? That's all you have, devil. Are you serious? I've got the army of God on me. I have someone I can lean on that is bigger and stronger than you. And that's already won that war. Anyway, that is one way that we can express our faith and try and touch those that we love is 
making sure we're praying and keeping our faith in them, right? In verse 10 through 11, it says, But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. So it was at this low point that that extra grace or the extra oil got those wise women to the wedding. They saw the rewarding blessings that the Lord had in store for them. And they waited. They were patient and waited for the arrival. And whenever he did arrive, they were ready. They went in with him. And that was it, right? They're going to be blessed. They're going to be able to see what was behind those doors that as we can see um down the end of verse 10 that the door is shut those foolish women were unprepared and they ran out of time they're not able to see what god has in store for them in heaven right they're actually being shut out of heaven the doors of the wedding were closed and they're crying out and asking god to open the doors for them but down in verse 12 it says, but he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. I don't know about you, but I want God to know me, right? Like that is so scary to think that God could tell us, truly I tell you, I don't even know you. Like get out of here. He's our creator. He's the one that has been with us through every single thing. He's the one that knows the very hairs on our head. He's the one that we can lean on and talk to any time of the day. And just to think that someone that important, someone that big and mighty can tell us that he doesn't even know us. Like that is so scary. And a combination of this verse and just what's happening in the world really hit me. And I don't know if that's just a wake-up call to really make sure I'm putting in all the effort that I can and just trying to be the best at what God has put in my life right now. Even though I get excited about the future and things, I need to make sure that I am showing God that what he's given me, I'm able to do and I can do it well. And I know that he's going to bless me if I continue to show effort, right? Um, in verse 13, it says, Therefore, Keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. We don't know when Christ's second coming is coming. Whoa, that was a little tongue twisted. We don't know the timing of Christ's second coming. There we go. But we should be prepared because it can come at any time. It says that in the scripture. And we also know that there's not going to be like a sign that says, Oh, two days until Christ's second coming. No, that's not that's not going to happen. But we need to make sure that we're staying like the wise women. We need to make sure we are being prepared for the unexpected and making sure that we have that extra measure of faith in our lives, that we're able to overcome anything that comes our way. The deeper that we are rooted in Christ and the stronger that relationship we have with God, the more prepared we're going to be whenever those times of uncertainty come. When those times do come, that's when our patience, our faith, our testimony our strength, our, like everything that God has um, helped us grow and help us improve on, that's what's going to be tested in those trials. That's the main thing that we can do to show how much we truly rely and um, give to God, right? And there's times of uncertainty. I think sometimes as believers, we grow complacent and we think we're just doing enough to get by. 
But following Jesus is more than just getting by. It's a continuous journey. We have to make sure we're putting effort into it. And actually in the parable of the gold bags, which is right after this parable that I'm teaching on, it describes um, this parable. I'll just quickly summarize it. Of this master and he has three servants. He gives them each a different amount, excuse me, a different amount of money, each according to what he can hold, right? It's as much as they are able to do with, right? It doesn't matter. Oh, this person has more than me, but they're more capable of that. Anyway, that's not the point I'm getting at. The master leaves and these servants are called to sow their seed. The master comes back and asks, you know, what happened and see what went on while he was gone. Two of the servants went and did what they were told. They used their time wisely. They tried to do the absolute best that they could with what they were given at that time. And it says in the scripture, you have been faithful with few things, but I will put you in charge of many things. So this goes back to the effort. We need to make sure we're putting an effort for God to touch the church and start a revival in our town, to bring in the lost and touch our family, touch our friends, help us to be a light and just carry out the commands that you have told us to to carry out. How If we ask God and pray about it and trust that he's going to open opportunities to go and witness to people, then he's going to do it. But he's not going to do any of this stuff until it is the right time. Do you understand? And we have to make sure that we are putting in the effort on our side. And also from the other parable of the gold bags, the last servant did not do anything, right? They got complacent. They got scared. They fell asleep. Um, They lost their faith too quickly. And the master replied to them, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I would harvest where I have not sowed and gathered where I have not scattered seed. You know, this just shows that we have to, if we want to be blessed, if we want to have whatever thing, have everything that God calls for us to have, we need to make sure we're taking everything and putting it, putting in as much effort as we can. We have to believe that God's going to work and take us through any challenge that we go through. Whew, that was a lot. (laughs) But long story short, we need to make sure that we're striving to be closer to God. And he actually will become closer to us. Because in James 4, 8, it says, come near to God and he'll come near to you. And I think that is so nice to hear. Because sometimes we go through things and we're like, God, where are you? Like, I don't feel your presence. But we have to remember, too, that it's not all about feeling. We need to make sure we're standing on the word of God in all times, in all situations. And if God sees that we're putting an effort, he's going to put an effort and he's going to bless us. So some ways that we can strive to be closer to him is reading the word and meditating on it. We can also um, improve our prayer life, listening to worship music, creating a prayer closet or a sacred space to just be with God. Connect with believers, either in a Bible study or a church or church events like a lunch or a dinner, whatever they have planned. And something that I personally really like is just slowing down and just sitting in the presence of God. Just sitting in a quiet room. This can be anywhere. This can be your car. I actually, in the shower, it's kind of weird, but I like to talk to God in the shower. Like, I have the best conversations with him there because I'm just 
I don't know what it is, but it's just so relaxing and I'm able to just talk to him like nothing. And it's always so, so powerful. Like it's a Holy Ghost filled bathroom, if I'm being honest. But um, don't let distractions get in the way of your time with God and don't let the distractions um, of this world, of the news, of your TV, of your um, work, whatever that may be, whatever the distraction may be, make sure you're not letting it overcome you. Make sure you're still striving to become close to God and he's going to come close to you. In the same way that the Jews in the story carried the lamps for the wedding, we are able to carry the light of the gospel with us. Whew. Like, isn't that so powerful? We're able to carry the light of the gospel with us. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, it says that we're the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give, it li- give its light to everyone in the house. We can't let fear, distraction, um, trials, anything. We can't let anything get in the way of dimming our light. We have to remember that fear and distractions come from our enemy. They don't come from God, especially fear. Whenever you feel overwhelmed or stressed or have anxiety or you're really sad, it, like you have to remember that the enemy is trying to get a foothold on you. We can't let them. That's again, we have to make sure we're getting angry at the devil. And one of my advice, like my main advice is to speak that out loud. You have to talk and speak out loud and get mad at him out loud because what you say out loud shows your faith and it shows exactly what you're thinking. And it's just so, so powerful. But we need to make sure we're focusing on Jesus in every trial, especially right now. We can do our part in being a light by telling our testimony. Without these tests and these trials and the things that we've been through, there'd be no testimony. And God is going to use our bad things and turn it in for good. The song that popped into my head, and just a song I've been listening to a lot lately, is Graves into Gardens, I think it's called. But it's so true. Like, God turns beauty from ashes. Like, he is so good. He's going to turn your life around if you just accept him into your life. And just knowing that makes me want to go witness the people so bad. Like it's been on my heart so, 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 so much. So we'll see what happens. I just pray for opportunities to arise and boldness to fill me. And whenever God says it's ready, I'm going to say yes. The moral of this parable is honestly stated in the last verse. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour We need to make sure we're being prepared because the time is now. Are you acting like the wise or the foolish virgins? Are you putting an effort? And I just want to leave you with that question today. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you're able to apply this to your life. And in this next week, you just really start to pray and ask God to reveal to you and show you the deceptions that are happening and he can really just show you what is truly from him and what's not. If you enjoyed this episode, you should definitely hit the follow button for this podcast or send it to someone that maybe they would benefit from it. I just really see that God's going to do great and mighty things through this podcast and I just can't wait to see what happens.
love you guys and God loves you so much. Don't ever forget that. My one challenge this week is to go up to someone and tell them that God loves you. I'm going to do it too. I'm challenging myself. But this week, we need to make sure we're really being prepared and taking action and being prepared because we don't know when Jesus is coming back. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye.